This is After the Bell Rings, a podcast brought to you by the Triad School District in Troy, Illinois. In this series, you'll hear about what your kids are learning, how they're learning, and ideas to strengthen the school-home partnership. Here's Amy Van Hoos. Welcome to After the Bell Rings. I'm Amy Van Hoos, and this is episode 18. Today, I am talking with Ashley Shiragi, a third grade teacher at Silver Creek, and Heather Sager, third grade at St. Jacob Elementary. And we're going to be talking a little bit today about the NWEA MAP test. NWEA MAP stands for Northwest Evaluation Association Measures of Academic Progress. Way easier just to call it the MAP test. So you'll hear teachers talking about the MAP test often. Um, something that we give in second through eighth grade in our district and teachers use it in lots of different ways and we're going to talk about that today and help you understand how teachers use it and how you can help your child grow at home based on this data. It's really unlike any of the other standardized tests that we do because we use this more as a measure of growth. We like to see how our kids are doing in the beginning and how they are growing throughout the year. A standardized test will often just measure one time throughout the year just to see how kids have done understanding the standards. So this is really a much more helpful tool for us. So today, Ashley and Heather are going to give you guys some information, but let's hear a little bit about them first. So Ashley, why don't you give us a little introduction? Hi, I am Ashley Shragi. I teach third grade at Silver Creek. Um, I have a bachelor's in early childhood education. And um, I have a master's in, in educational technology and design. And Heather, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, so I'm Heather. Um, I have my bachelor's in elementary education from SIUE. And I'm currently working on my master's through Eastern Illinois. And so far I've taught grades first, second, and third. So as we mentioned, the grades who take this are second through eighth. And we have two third grade teachers here today to tell us a little bit about how they're using it. But it's it's kind of neat because they're from different buildings and everyone does this a little bit different. So we'll get a bit of a wide range of perspective here on how, what teachers are doing with this information and what you can do at home. So Heather, can you start by telling us a little bit about what MAP is and who takes MAP? Yeah, so basically MAP is um, a computer-based test that second through eighth grade students take and they take that test three times a year in the fall, the spring, and the winter. And it's used to just kind of see what skills students are working on, what skills they need a little bit more help with, and then like you said earlier, we can track that growth over time. And MAP is pretty unique. Um, Ashley, how does MAP work exactly when kids are taking this test? MAP is a computer adaptive test um, versus paper and pencil. You'll have all the same questions, but adaptive means unique where questions are based on the answer to the previous question. So if they get a, uh, an answer correct, then they'll have a harder question. If they miss an answer, then an easier question will be next. Um, students end up answering about half correct, and the purpose is to see what students know and what they are ready to learn. The adaptive um, part of it is what really makes this different from everything else because it's going to keep testing a child until they aren't answering it correctly most of the time. And really, they're working just to really pinpoint a level for kids. So as teachers, when we get this back, we can see exactly where they are, and not just overall, in all kinds of specific skills too. So like, uh, actually, Heather, could you give us some examples about what it's measuring for us? 
Well, they take um, three different tests. So there's the math test, the language arts test, and then the reading test. And then there's just like you said, a ton of different skills within those tests. And as a teacher, we can go look at the different skills and see where our students um, are doing well, where they're lacking, you know, kind of where our teaching needs to go next. And what kinds of questions are on a map test? There's lots of different types of questions. So some of it is trying to teach them how to take the test, especially in second grade. But normally by third grade, they understand how to take it because there's multiple choice. They'll have a drag and drop. And there are lots of other types of questions um, that you can get different samples of the test on the MAP website if you want to see more. And really, that's it's a great thing for kids to be able to do at home if they have access to a computer because they are different skills that we see on a lot of the computer-based tests that we're taking nowadays, whether it's dragging and dropping or typing in an answer. It's not just click on the correct multiple choice answer. So as parents, that's something that you guys can really do to help at home. And if you look at the NWEA MAP website, there are some practice tests that kids can take there. And it gives you a bit of an insight as to what your kids are doing in class when they're taking these tests. When you as parents and us as teachers get these reports, the overall score is what we call a RIT score, R-I-T, RIT. Um, Heather, can you tell us a little bit about what a RIT score is and how they're measured? Yeah, so basically it's a numerical score, and that's what we're looking at when we see their growth over time. So, you know, if they start at like a 186, then you'll see that score hopefully go up as they continue to take the test. And it's a little hard at first to understand exactly what a 186 would be, but on the parent reports that you get home, there are norms. So there's norms for our grade level and our district and all of the third grade students or second grade students across the United States. So you're you're able to kind of compare a little bit how your child did based on national norms. And another thing to keep in mind is the younger a student is, the more growth in RIT we see. And um, so let's say we had a 170 and they're in second grade, we're probably gonna see a 10 to 12 point growth over the span of a year. But once we're in seventh and eighth grade, it's a little bit less because the growth is just a little bit smaller throughout the year. So three or four points might be a little bit more normal. Heather, can you tell us a little bit more about what parents might expect to see when the reports come home and and how they can kind of gauge their child's level? Yeah, so I send home what is called the student progress report. And what I really like about that is it kind of lays out the scores in a nice little bar graph. Um, And it shows you three things. So it shows you your student's RIT score. And then it shows the district RIT score. And then it also shows the national RIT score. So you can kind of compare where your child fits in those three categories. The progress report is nice also because it has those bar graphs on there. So once, as Heather said, it's showing you these RIT scores as an average, and then you can see them in a bar graph, but you're also seeing your whole history for your child. If you're a second grade parent, then you're not gonna have as much history, but if you are a parent of a fifth grader, you're gonna see the last three years of growth. And then it also is showing you the goal that the um, where the child's trying to work to. So it's, it's really informative. It gives a lot of the subcategory information too. So it, instead of just an overall math, it'll give you a little bit of information about 
how the child did in geometry or numbers and operations. So even you are getting some insight as to how your child is performing in all of these areas, not just teachers. So while this information is really helpful for you to see your child's growth over time, teachers really use this information. So Ashley, what are some ways that teachers do use the MAP scores? Teachers are able to use the MAP scores map scores in a lot of different ways. Um, we set goals, we make groups, we have different reading levels. Um, of course, it shows growth. Um, I like it because I can look at it for a whole group to see different instructional goals um, I'm gonna make for the entire class. But I can also look at different groups of things in each category and be able to form my reading groups that way or my math groups that way. Um, and then I can also go in and individually look at their scores. And uh, um, with the student, I can set goals um, on a specific skill to really um, hone in and show growth on a specific skill. So all of these things that teachers are doing, they're, they're really trying to individualize instruction based on this data. And the ultimate goal is that we are seeing growth in all students, whether they performed below average, average or above average on their first test or their uh, winter test, whatever that is. We, our main goal is that we want to see growth and we are doing different types of activities to individualize instruction so we do see that growth. However, there are times when we get a report and we see that a child didn't grow as much as expected or maybe even fell behind a point or two. Um, tell me a little bit about how what kind of how teachers deal with that, Ashley. Well, I first want to say don't freak out. Um, keep in mind, just like adults, kids have off days. There's different situations. They didn't have breakfast. They didn't sleep good last night. So I first like to think uh, where they are, where their mind is, and they could have just had an off day. So sometimes we even have them redo it if, say, they took it too fast or um, if they're if their score was off the wall, we might think about having them redo it. But um, of course we want to see growth. And um, if students, the score happens to stay the same, don't be alarmed. We want to see that growth, but don't be alarmed. Um, if it's down, if their score is down by three points, keep a lookout, uh, maybe seek teacher advice on their MAP reports. Um, they can really hone in on their areas of concern. Um, parents. If anything, I would say read, read, read. It's good in every skill and can help their language and their reading, and it helps their math for them to be able to read the test. And then to help prepare for next time, um, make sure to give a good breakfast, a healthy snack, definitely a good night's sleep. Those are all some things to help them um, prepare for the test. And all of the students in grades two through five also have access to the IXL program. And I know a lot of our teachers will take the MAP data and the map results and kind of pair that with IXL. So Heather, what else can parents do to help students prepare? Well, I think, you know, right before your child's going to take the test, you need to be sure that they're getting a good night's rest. They're eating breakfast in the morning so that they're prepared. But throughout the rest of the year, things that they can work on is their IXL skills. So we have IXL, which is an online language arts and math program. And what's neat about that is it has tons of skills that your child can work on not only at school, but they can go home and they can work on these skills a little bit each night, and that's gonna prepare them. I know we have a lot of teachers who um, utilize IXL to kind of pinpoint those areas where students are ready to learn, and maybe something that they're not gonna learn in the classroom until maybe the end of the year. 
they can go ahead and get a, a head start on their IXL skills, and then they'll be better prepared for for the MAP test. So really, overall, the big idea with MAP is that we give this three times a year to one, see growth in our students, and two, find the skills where we need to continue to work with our students or places where we can challenge our students. And Ashley and Heather have both given you some great ideas as to how to look at this number and some things that you can do at home. If you see scores that you're just not comfortable with or you want some more information, talk to your child's teacher. They will have some awesome insights for you. The report that we give parents is really just one report. Teachers have access to several different reports, and the MAP test is continuing to um, grow in their reporting and what teachers can find out about kids, too. So there's a lot of really neat things that teachers can share with you. So feel free to contact your child's teacher if you want more information or specific skills and areas and ideas to work with your kid at home to help them um, increase their MAP scores. So, well, ladies, thank you again for joining us here today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And remember that you can find us at afterthebellrings.org for information from today's show, as well as links and resources. You can also find us at Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that podcasts can be found and downloaded. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to After the Bell Rings. Our mission is to strengthen the school-home partnership. For show notes, to contact us, and for more information, visit afterthebellrings.org. Thanks again, ladies, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Oh, God, no, <laughs> you can't do that. Now we're right that was like right together. Oh, oh that wow. makes that makes a blooper <laughs> real. <laughs> There's supposed to be a blooper. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs>